Hello, this is Dr. Mercola, and today I'd like to talk to you about a common condition called asthma. In fact, it's so common that it's increased by over 300% over the last 20 years. And just what is asthma? Well, it's an inflammatory condition, typically of the upper airways, that causes you to have chest tightness, shortness of breath, wheezing, and sometimes coughing. In fact, coughing can be one of the hidden symptoms of asthma. If a person comes in uh, and that's the only symptom they're having is coughing, then one needs to seriously consider the, the diagnosis of the condition, asthma. And if you're being treated for this conventionally, what are the typical choices? Well, the typical choices are a bronchodilator, inhaled agent that you, you inhale. And uh, what that does when you do that is to, it causes to, the smooth muscle cells in the lungs to actually relax and opens up your airways. Uh, and if that doesn't work, uh, the, the next level above typically is to use inhaled steroid, uh, which is an, a very potent anti-inflammatory. And the reason these aggressive types of inter interventions are performed is because asthma is a serious disease. It can kill you, so really you need to be uh, serious about treating it. Unfortunately, the conventional approaches are not without side effects. Of course, the 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 the, uh, the they can have local side effects, but the most common one, and the one that's not, not typically typically appreciated, is that the, the bronchodilators, the non-steroidal bronchodilators, will double your risk of a heart attack. That's not a good thing. So it clearly uh, doesn't treat the cause, as do this, the steroids. The steroids, uh, even though they can help reduce the inflammation in the lungs, they are fraught with side effects. They can increase your risk of osteoporosis and cataracts and uh, a variety of other conditions. So you really would like to avoid those. And there are fortunately some simple basic strategies you can use that virtually eliminates the needs for these medications. Let me tell you what they are. Uh, the basic ones are to make sure that you're getting animal-based omega-3 fats in your diets. And by that I, may, I want to emphasize animal-based because you, although I strongly believe that we all need plant-based omega-3 fats and I consume some virtually every day myself like hemp seed or flaxseed, the uh, difference is, is that most of us don't possess the, the metabolic machinery to rapidly convert these to the higher order fats that will actually be potent in reducing the inflammation. So you need to form a high quality animal-based form of DHA and EPA, either, either something like fish oil or krill oil. Of course, my favorite is krill oil. Um, and you need to make sure that you not only take this animal, uh, uh, have a supply of omega-3 fats, but you also want to reduce the amount of omega-6 fats because it's this ratio, the amount of omega-6 to omega-3, that is so important. Many people don't realize that about a century ago, as little as a century ago, we only had about a pound or two pounds a year of, of animal-based or, or plant-based uh, omega-6 fats. Now, Virtually 100 years later, we are consuming about 75, 80 pounds a year of these plant-based omega-6 fats. Uh, uh, veg vegetable oils, vegetable oils like corn oil or soy oil, safflower, these are all high uh, omega-6 fats. And when you have lots of them, especially in processed foods, that 6 to 3 ratio becomes distorted and that can cause infl inflammation that leads to asthma. One of the other things uh, that you can consider is this the hygiene hypothesis, and I've written a lot about that on my site, and that is this tendency for our culture to become obsessive about cleanliness, especially in children. And it, it appears that this exposure to bacterial and, and viral infections as a child is actually be, seems to be instrumental to prov providing a stimulus to the immune system to prevent asthma. Now, there are... Uh, two more important considerations, uh, and I'll save the best for last, and, and the next two would, would be exercise. 
exercise is absolutely crucial. It helps to moderate the insulin levels and, and, and uh, it actually inc increases the receptor sensitivity insulin. So as a result, your body produces less insulin and that will tend to optimize, especially if you're exercising in fresh air. Really important to do. And, and lastly, one of the most important things, and this is one of the newest ones, so you may not be aware of it, is that there's a strong connection between vitamin D levels and asthma because vitamin D can be a very powerful auto uh, uh, or immune modulator. And by, by uh, vitamin D, I just don't make, make, uh, suggest taking the RDA of vitamin D, which is 400 units, but actually getting therapeutic levels. And that ideally would be obtained from, from exposing a significant amount of your skin, not just your hands and your face, but a significant amount of your bo body skin to appropriate amounts of sunlight. And what is appropriate? Well, enough sunshine from either uh, the sunlight or a safe tanning bed that's going to cause your skin to turn the very lightest shade of pink. Because once you reach that shade of pink, there, your body's not going to produce any more vitamin D. In fact, you're only going to cause damage to your skin if you increase your exposure to the, 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 the sunlight or the safe tanning bed. So just the, the minimum amount to produce the vitamin D. And if you're getting it on a, a sufficient amount, you can produce up to 20,000 units of vitamin D. Now, your, your skin and your body, when you're, when you're getting exposure to, to the sunshine this way, has a feedback loop, so it will shut down the production of vitamin D, and as you get sufficient levels in your, in your body, you won't be producing 20,000 units anymore. You may be producing 1,000 or 400, you know, far less than, than, than typical. But when you swallow vitamin D, this feedback loop is non-existent, so that you have to be very careful if you choose to take an oral vitamin D supplement. I do recommend them if you don't have access to a safe tanning bed or sunlight, then you need, absolutely need to make sure that you're monitoring your blood with a, with a safe, with a, an accurate test, one from LabCorp, not Quest, if, you're, if you live in the United States. So if you can get your vitamin D levels to about 60 nanograms per ml, there's a strong likelihood, especially if you combine it with the exercise, the high quality animal-based omega-3 fats, reducing your omega-6 uh, vegetable oils, that the, the, and, and exercising, you're, you're just not going to have the symptoms of asthma anymore. And wouldn't that be safer uh, and, and a wiser strategy to address the cause of the disease rather than the symptoms, especially with drugs that can be toxic and uh, certainly uh, expensive. So hopefully this information will give you the, some of the tools that you will need for you and your family to take control of your health.